0: Hello, Dwayne Bremmett here with Allie Alvarigo, School on the Top.com. Morning, Allie. Good morning to you as well, Dwayne. How's it going? Well, it's going all right. You know, we're busy. Yeah. We're just cranking out stuff. So it's it's, a, it's been a good year, good year so far, you know? You know,
1: it has, it has been for me too. It's a good start to the year. I mean,
0: I've been signing a bunch of people
1: up, super excited about that, and, um, I have to tell you, it's funny, you know, we talked about onboarding last week, right? And we we're going to do a second version because we only got like a tenth of the way in. But um, I was talking to a buddy of mine, a very successful school owner. He's got about 500 members in his studio um, uh, right here in Long Island. And uh, we are talking about, you know, the frustrations, you know. And he was saying to me, you know, uh, yeah, you know, people, they don't listen, you know. Same thing that I used to say, you know, they don't get it, they're clueless, they're, they're stupid, you know all these things because we're frustrated as owners at how many levels we have to do to communicate. And uh, and by the way, last week I mentioned to you, Duane, uh, again, thanks for buying me that book, um, Never Split the Difference. And I'm doing the master class, like the live video class with the author of that book. And um, oh my God, what a great, great series. It's 18 videos, about 10 to 12 minutes, sometimes 15 minutes each. And he talks about communication. And And because he was a hostage negotiator, he knows what shuts people down, like what shut their brain down. So he kind of teaches you how not to create that in a conversation, because God forbid, if he did that during a hostage negotiation, they could kill the hostage, right? So he kind of had worked out a system, and it's so interesting to see how he presents things, like, and how he does it. So it's about, you know, getting people to really be on the same page as you, rather than you saying, okay, oh,
0: my God, they don't get it. They're clueless. They don't listen, and so on. Right? So what do you think? Well, I was going to quickly say that um, you brought this up before. We don't plan this, but you're wearing red and black, and and I'm wearing black and red. Yeah, that is weird, right? (laughs) Again,
1: what do they say? Like people who spend enough time together start to look alike? I hope we don't
0: start looking alike, though. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. It might be an improvement for me. So, yeah. Hey, dude, listen, we've been doing this for how many calls is this? Well, this is our 232nd. Podcast. So, so literally, like, for the last three years, right? Well, it's almost really. four years, I think. I think it's almost four years because, um, you know, we – sometimes we've skipped weeks just because of whatever, yeah. you know, or, or we're closed or, yeah, so – so four years of you and I, you know, hey, listen, that's a good, long-lasting
1: friendship. And um, like my buddies locally, they drive their car to meet with me, and we hang out for breakfast on every Wednesday and Thursday. We've been doing the same thing every Wednesday, dedicated to each other's friendship and um, nurturing the martial arts and, the you know, helping school owners. So, um you know, pretty awesome stuff. So I'm excited. I think
0: that's pretty cool. Yeah, and you know, with today's topic being a part two, if you will, from last week. You know, last topic we talked about, uh, you know, onboarding with regards to you know inquiry all the way to new client. But that doesn't stop there. Once they become a new client, there's a whole nother onboarding process that has to occur in order to uh, obviously keep the and retain those individuals. Uh, to get them to whatever their goals are, you know, mainly, you know, well, for us, our goal is maybe black belt and beyond, but, you know, at least their first belt to start with.
1: Well, you know what, that's why I was, when I was talking to my friend and I was hearing his frustrations and I was saying to him, I said that uh, sometimes it's like I used to feel that way. Like, and now though, I have to say with the layers of communication, the onboarding process that I put in place and how I communicate with them throughout. I've found that a lot of the issues I was having were due to lack of communication, lack of understanding. Now listen, sometimes people are at fault, right? There's always one person that's just not listening intently. They're not paying attention um, for whatever reason. They they don't have a good attention span. They're they're other things swirling around in their head. They're sidetracked by their kids. Their schedule's so busy. Like for example, yesterday we we do themes of the week, right? So every week we'll do like, yesterday was sparring and grappling week so everybody's got to bring their sparring gear and um adam in my east side school no one brought their sparring gear now by the way i have a calendar on the website that shows what the week is i listed it on facebook both facebook pages east and websites um because both schools follow the same schedule i sent out a text message saying the schedule is up so everyone knows the new schedule for the month is up yet um and I have them in this lobby, a calendar on a whiteboard written out, yet everyone, I mean, everyone forgot their gear. So so I'm a little annoyed. I'm yelling at the kids, like, you know, now we can't spar. You know, one kid shows up with his gear, so he's the only one geared up, and I'm still having them spar. And I'm, I'm frustrated. But then I said to myself, maybe I should just weekly, in the beginning of the week, say, hey, everybody, today's Monday. This week's theme is sparring. Bring your sparring gear, you know? So, like, why wouldn't I do that to make a better communication and it's going to make my life happier and those clients are going to be happier because they're prepared. They don't have to think about it. I hate to say that. Right. it's you know, like We got to hand hand you know, baby them, baby them. Yeah, but that's part. Everybody's of the busy. Problem.
0: Yeah. Everybody's busy and they're into their own world. But uh, you right. know how I solve that problem is they have to bring their sparring gear every class, whether we're sparring or not, they have to bring it. And if right. they don't bring their gear to. If they don't bring their gear to class. We uh, and, and I've gone over this before you, but we have a clipboard, and they get a strike against them. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's great. I guess
1: that. So it all starts, doesn't it? Like last week, we talked about. Okay, how do we onboard um, a, a prospect, a a client that's interested? Someone who's coming in. We went through that all last week. You know, all the things we do. You showed your sales sheet, you showed the different process and communications and scripts that you use, and then we were just barely just about getting up to a new student. So so let's say I join your school. I come in. I've done whatever the three-month trial or I've done whatever package, and now you send me out. By the way, you send out a whole bunch of emails during that sales process, selling them, right? You say you give them the two-mile snapshot of what the whole sales process is, and you're kind of qualifying them. Um, By the way, I do that as well. I just did that uh, this week with a uh, new youth, youth, uh, not youth, a little kid. She's a little warrior in our school, and that's, like, two years old, two and a half years old. And um, the parent came in yesterday. We communicated, like, a bunch of times on text messages, and then she came in yesterday. She said, I'm going to try one more class, and then we're going to sign up. So my onboarding, getting them to feel comfortable, making sure they knew what to do, what to expect, how to dress, all those things before they signed up, worked out really well. Now we're going to get them to the sign up. So what's your next phase once they join? I, I put my deposit down and what do I do
0: from there? How do you, what's your next step? Yeah, so there's a few things. One is they there's a tag inside of Spark that they get that will automate, um, you know, a lot of that process. So the beginning is a welcome email. That they get. Uh, they also get a text reminder that if they have not already downloaded their uh, our app to do so. Um, and we've already talked about the app multiple times yeah. in those intro videos prior to them even becoming a student, anyhow. Right. Uh, right. And then from there, I use my uh, send out card system, you know, my card mm-hmm. system that I have. Uh, I put them in some automations. In that, so they get a welcome card that's handwritten from me, with their name in right. it, and then there's another process inside of that automation that 21 days later they get another card, um, and that card is talking about their upcoming test and we're excited, blah 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 that type of thing. Right, right. Um, and and then they also are getting our, uh, our you know our two for two two four six week uh, ten week calls. Uh, that are happening. Okay. Some of those are emails, some of those are text messages, and then others are physical phone calls. If that makes sense.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, so, um, so you have some automations, and let's be clear on terminology for those people that are um out there that are maybe not using systems that call it an automation. So we set up. So someone joins the school. I have it as well, and 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 by the way. Let's talk about the word segregation. Um, it's a nasty word for some, right? But for us, segregation is all about taking your groups and treating everyone differently, right? So, for example, um, I don't want to communicate with my parents of two- to four-year-olds the same as I would a five- to eight-year-old, the same as I would do a nine- to 14-year-old and then a 14-year-old and up. I want right.
0: to have different
1: things clear differences as far as my communication and when I onboard them, um, you want to make sure that they're understanding what they're expected, what how they're supposed to dress, how they're supposed to act, you know, what they're to be involved with. Like in my school, we have a sticker system rewards system, just some perfect attendance awards. We have to educate them on all of that stuff so you're selling them on the benefits. However, for a two-year-old, that may be way different than a four-year-old. One of them we call our little warrior program. Another one we call our mighty warrior program. So we're segregating our lists, and then they get an automation. So a new parent joins who has a two-year-old. I send out an automation, and I talk to them about my kid's book, my plush toy that has the eagle from the characters Eagle Bear and Wolf. Um, all of these different things that pertain to a parent who has a two to four-year-old, right? We have to. We have to a lot of us make mistakes, and we generalize. The conversations are general. So I just go in and I tag them and say, parent, you know, little warrior, brand new student. And it, says, and it clicks that and says, this this action has uh, has steps, right, to it. And then I can set the steps. And maybe I want to do it um, one email every week for two weeks and then every three weeks. And then I do it all the way out. So my automations go out all the way to six months. Right. And um, so I'm really making sure that I'm communicating, talking to them and explaining to them what, you know, And even um, teaching the parents self-defense against quitting. In other words, you know, hey, you may run into this problem. If Johnny says, I don't want to go, this is what you could do. These are my suggestions. Like give the kids um, chores before they leave or, you know, try not to let them take a nap in the car on the way there. You know, all these little tips. Oh, my gosh. Parents parents don't know that they, you know, when they learn it, they're like, wow, that's a great tip. You know, that's, that's an awesome thing. So this is how I make sure that I'm communicating. And look, that increases the value of your, of your program as well. Cause people really love that value.
0: So, um, yeah. yeah and, so those, and I don't know important. about you, but I know this, you know, the one that you're talking about goes like six months. But what I've done is I've taken them and broken them up by, uh, belt levels. So, uh, for instance, you know, they, we have to put manually put in the one when they first join for their white belt level. But then we, uh, we have the um, uh, the online university, right? Right, right, um, yeah. With, with that. So I have different triggers that happen with different automations so that when they move from white to yellow and they get graduated, automatically um, there is an automation that's happening now for the next three months talking to them about, you know, their yellow belt progress, what they can look forward to right. learning. And and then, yes, drip marketing, those things where, yeah. uh, you know, yellow belt, this is the most excited they, they, they uh, are, are have ever been in their martial arts career. And, you know, and then it's important to enjoy that excitement, but know that, you know, even as parents, we know it's unrealistic that you can be ecstatic every single day. Uh, right. You know, right for the rest of your for the rest of your career you don't do that at work right. you never did that at school and so we can't expect that to be the norm in martial arts as well um but enjoy yeah. the fact that your child is excited that they you know got their yellow belt blah, blah. so we talk about right. that, but then you know at orange belt or at yellow belt excuse me at orange belt another thing happens, another trigger mechanism happens, more information that we're talking about. And then we're also talking with them about uh, sparring gear because they have to purchase right. their sparring gear. And yep. so we even have a trigger mechanism that not only do they have to purchase a sparring gear, but we have reminders for us to follow up and make sure they actually do purchase a sparring gear And then, of course, we talked to them a little bit about sparring and that at the intermediate level, it's not that scary. Uh, There's no contact, you know, to the head, blah, 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 those type of things.
1: Right. And you're pre-framing them the whole way, right? You're pre-framing them like saying, hey, listen, these are all the good things you get to look forward to. This is the exciting thing about it. And um, I I think of it as being, you know, preemptive on everything. Because we know, we've been in the business long enough where we kind of know what people will say, what they're going to complain about, um, where our pitfalls were, right? You know, like this is where, like, for example, I say to people, well, did you get the Welcome to the Family Package? Yeah, I got it, but I didn't read it. Okay, well, that's fine because I know that's going to happen. So now I'm sending them a series of emails reiterating and going over everything that's in the Welcome to the Family Package, saying this is the digital version of what we gave you, and, but in little increments. Because, listen, people are so Smaller busy, chunks. Yeah, smaller chunks, but you know that because uh, people are so busy, they don't have a lot of time to sit down. And I'm that way too, right? Dude, you get an email, the email's short. I have some friends that write me uh, a, an email that's literally like a, a textbook, and I'm like, I don't want to read this, or a text message that's like so long. I'm like, just give me little bits and chunks so I can read it, process, respond. So um, people are in, in the same boat. And they're also running here and there with multiple kids and so on. So we want to make their jobs as easy as possible, right?
0: Absolutely. No, at, totally. Absolutely. So, and then yeah. we go as, as far as, um, four times a year. And, and so this is, this is within, uh, every quarter. No, excuse me. Two times a year, two times a year. They, they're getting a, basically like a progress check on. Right. Right on how how we're doing, what their focus is on, uh, has it changed from when they originally signed their kid up, you know, and if so, to what? It's very short. It's like maybe seven questions that they fill out, but, you know, we have it at, so they start at white, and then they're that for three months, and then yellow. So come orange belt, they're also getting that. And then come green belt, they're getting it again, Um, you know, because that's, Another six months down the road and, and rather than having a, and I know I might get yelled at here, but rather than having a face to face meeting all the time, I'm just, I just find that having these little questionnaires to make sure that we're still doing a great job with regards to what they're looking for out of a martial arts program and allowing them to answer or ask any additional questions is beneficial. Well, and you know what? I bless, bless you. Um, I, uh, I, I understand
1: that too. Like, I love the fact that I could be like, for example, I uh, had a parent yesterday. Um, I really like the guy. We have a lot of similarities. He's, um, he's an outdoorsman. He was in, he's in a band, a Southern rock band. So he's a musician. So we chat about a lot of cool things, you know? And, um, yesterday, um, you know, I said to him, oh, you you get our communications. Says, yeah, I get him every week, your emails and text messages. And I said, oh, cool. Do you read them? He's like, no, I read them. And I really find them interesting. Um, so, sometimes we feel like we're overburdening people. Like we, we don't want to bother them. We don't want to be a pest. Well, people have the option to just hit delete. You don't know how many times they're probably hitting delete anyway. So, you want to communicate as much as possible and let them decipher whether or decide whether they're going to read or listen to your material. However, I love what you said. Like you're, you're taking the opportunity to say, hey, listen, um, you know, it's sparring, you got your yellow belt, now you need to get your gear. or I'm excited. You have this road ahead of you. Um, oh, by the way, we have this really cool new T-shirt, right? Like while they're engaged, you know, we have these new Tristar um, T-shirts. So it, there's a lot of opportunity that's missed with communication because we assume that people are hearing us when in reality they're not. You know, and that's absolutely, super and that's the I'm biggest starting. thing. Yeah, you know, when we're onboarding them, you're onboarding them for everything. Think about, and I'm asking people to put this plan in action and say, okay. Um, Think about all the things that they should know in a, you know, in sequence, in step, and then communicate them regularly over a period of time so that the message penetrates into their brain and they start to actually hear you. You'll you'll notice in my school, a lot of people will say, oh, it's not just kicking and punching here. It's the martial arts and beyond, my logo, my slogan. They'll say that when they're recommending us to other people. Oh, no, no, it's not just kicking and punching. You know, it's a lot more than that. Like they, they get it because I'm, penetrating through into their mindset with our branding and our logo. So how else are you doing that? You know, how are you talking to the parents of young two-year-olds or five- and six-year-olds? What are your, you know, what are your communications? You literally are running four businesses, right, if you think about it, or more, um, you know, a kid's business, a toddler or kid business if you teach them that young, and then you have a, um, you know, preschool just, you know, to Kindergarten, and then you have youth and teenagers, and then you have adults. So every market has its own retail. Every market has its own seminars. Every market has its own events. Um, are we servicing our clients to the max, right? Are we getting them to do what we want them to do? That's a big question, right?
0: Well, yeah, and so alongside of that, though, we are we need to onboard them or educate them that this is not only the culture but this is what we encourage you to do and be a part of so even right. down to um, buying water right at the studio right you know not everybody yes. not everybody buys it but I, I probably make about 600 to 650 bucks on water every single year that's just right and, and I, if I if, if that's a big if if I spend yeah. 60 bucks, Right, right. Because I always buy them when they're on sale um, to make like 600, 650 bucks. But we will actually, in one of the uh, the cards that is uh, sent, like we have a card that's actually sent. It's got like a bottle of water on it, and it's a coupon for them to get a free bottle of water. That's awesome. All they have to do is bring that card in. It's a postcard. All they got to do is bring that postcard in, and they get a free bottle of water. And that's right. just to get them to, you know, be well, know there, be aware of right. it. Yeah. Create,
1: create a buying habit, right? So um, so I just refilled my refrigerator in my new site my second location with a whole bunch of different flavors that we never would bring over to East. For whatever reason, my guy wasn't bringing the waters over. So now we have, um, you know, different flavors and, you know, chocolate milks and all this stuff. And people are like, wow, the refrigerator is full with a lot of great things, you know. So you create a buying population, you create a a buying habit. So if they're going to buy it, and listen, people here buy, 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 and they sometimes, martial artists feel guilty, like almost like, oh, my God, it's all about the money, you know, but it's not. Because if you don't supply them with a drink because you feel embarrassed or you feel like um, you're you're nickeling and diming them, they're going to 7-Eleven down the road or the local delicatessen, and they're grabbing those drinks. So if they're going to purchase it, why not purchase it from you? And, and being able to explain that to um, the clientele as well, say that to them, hey, listen, if you're going to be purchasing it, um, you know, why aren't you? Why aren't you doing that with, uh, you know, with us, right? Does that make sense?
0: Did I get kicked off because yeah.
1: only the hosts and your through your then I got kicked off. You have to select me back in.
0: Uh oh, yeah, yeah, missed you there. I don't know why that happened. Here you come on.
1: All right, there we go. So um, I. The people who didn't hear it because we're recording the audio, I was saying that, um, you know, selling drinks, uh, we feel like we're nickel and dining people because we're selling things, selling things. People are going to go, oh, my God, that guy, Ali Alvarigo is just selling everything. But if we don't sell them the drinks, they're going down the road to Seven Eleven and getting them. So we're saving them the time. It's the same price or less, actually, with my school than it is at Seven Eleven. So why not do it? Stop feeling guilty about giving your customers the ultimate in customer service, right? Don't feel bad about it. Make sure that you're doing that. And, by the way, um, that's part of the onboard process, the educational process along the way. Oh, by the way, we have a drink machine for your convenience. Oh, by the way, we have this, we have that. We we, we sell all the gear. We get it for you. You know, all of those things, you have to explain that to people or else they're not learning. They're not understanding it.
0: Well, Disney does it, right? Disney has an onboarding process. And then as you're, I mean, you think about it, as you're waiting in line, they're they're getting you to buy into uh, the ride that you're going to do by the things that are around you. I mean, it's all right, engrossed with whatever it is. And then when you get off the ride, they're still, you know, indoctrinating you, if you will, uh, because they know that a certain percentage of individuals are gonna go, Oh yeah, I want that coffee mug or oh yeah, I want that stuffed animal or whatever it is. Right? I mean, smart. Right. Absolutely well, smart they, and they're gonna they they're don't. gonna go to they were gonna go to uh, the the toy store and get it. Well why would you do that when you can make one hundred percent profit here and not share that profit. And Disney doesn't feel guilty that when you get off the ride you have to travel through their gift shop, right? The gift shop at you
1: know at Ride. So that's a good question. Like why is it that many school owners are not, like, listen, um, a, a good, solid business, if you have, let's say, 50, 75 members in a specific group, let's say your school has 300, 350 members, or even 250 members, right? And let's say you have four groups, and each group is, you know, what, 50 people, let's just say, or, you know, five groups, or 50 people, or 60, let's just say you have 60 people, those 60 people, little warriors are going to buy little warrior shirts, little warriors hat, Little Warrior jacket, Little Warrior whatever. They're going to buy the toys that go and coincide with your Little Warrior curriculum if you have them, or if not, toys that are educational toys that are good for kids. They're going to buy those things, but we have to indoctrinate them. In fact, I in my onboarding process, I give them a coupon um, to buy something within our store, uh, $10 off any purchase over $25. So it encourages those parents to buy things for those kids. In that well, how
0: about how about even when you sign them up, you give them a percentage off if they buy a second uniform. So as the, yeah. you know, and 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 because of you, we do that too. We give them their first uniform, but we we tell them at, at, at the registration, look, we'll give you forty percent off the uh, second uniform if you go ahead and buy it right. today. And right. And here's why most parents blah 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 blah. And you know what, parents of little kids, they're
1: especially millennials and X, Y, X, Y generations, right? They're like, Oh my God, the kid ran around the dojo for half an hour. We got to wash that uniform. Like there's germs all, they're crazy when it comes to cleansing you know, like it's insane. So I'm like, you say, listen, I know a lot of parents, they love to wash their uniforms. So we don't want you to ever be unprepared because it's wet, it's in the laundry. So buy a second uniform for a 50% off or 40% off. You're still making money. And then that was what I call my two for one, Um, sales deal where people buy a second uniform because you know they need it. Everyone needs a second uniform. You can't train two or three days a week without one. Um, One, they wear better. Two, they smell better. Three, parents feel better. Um, So
0: might as well make that offer, and it's a big, huge difference. Right. Well, um, if you think about it, this was – I just found a – on my wife's earring on the floor. Um. Anyway, well, if you think about it, if you think about it, I, and I never thought about this when you told me that you do this and that I needed to do it, was the fact that they're going to grow out of both uniforms at the same time. So right. they're going to purchase two more uniforms at full price, or you might give them a you know a small discount when they buy. Two. Right. 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 But that's, that is, one, for you financially as a studio owner, that's money you would never have gotten had you not asked for it. And, right. two, they, they would not have had an easier experience with your studio because they would have been stressed about getting things clean in between. So it's right. good all around. And here's the thing, too, that people don't think about is that um,
1: this is not – I mean, I can be looked at like, hey, we just retailed the heck out of them. We just got more money. We just made a little bit of extra money. But really, though, you're making their customer service experience better, right? You know, having going in and you play golf and you go to a golf show, a store and a shop and a professional says, hey, um, you know, these are the better golf shoes. Yeah, I, I, you know, trust me, they're a lot of money. They're $100 more than the cheap ones, but they're going to be much more comfortable. They're going to be much more durable. They're going to last longer. Your feet are going to sweat less. Um, and that's a customer service experience. And and if the person buys it and, and likes it, they're going to be like, wow, I trust that person. They gain trust in you. They want to know what's the next best step for their child, for themselves. You know, and that way, when you refer things to them. And by the way, when you're sending out automation emails, text messages sequentially throughout their first six, eight months a year, um, you should be communicating with the expert mind. They they call it Dr. Hoffmaning, right? You know, like. Dr. Hoffman said, um, if you take your vitamins every day, you're going to be healthier. Or Professor Schwartz said, uh, studies show that kids who have a clean uniform will get sick less. Like, when you're the expert and you, and people trust you and you're honest and you do it with their best interest in mind, no matter what you say. I have a parent that says, hey, what else does my kid need? Oh, he needs so this. You tell me and I'll buy it because I trust you. We'll just get whatever you need. Right? And, and I look out for them, too. Hey, listen, we're going to have a sale. I can give you a discount on this and so on. So we're communicating all of those things in person, in the lobby, and also via our on, onboarding brand-new student process.
0: Yeah. And what the purpose of the purpose of the onboarding and actually sitting down and deciding what type of customer experience you want those clients to have right. is, I think, very vital to your business. So I, I guess what I would encourage people to do, I, I think we all we all probably have something that we're doing. My question would be, one, is it documented? And then, two, uh, alongside of that, have you gone through – that documentation and decided, you know, look, is this really the white belt experience that I want? Right. Does it, right. does it match our brand? Does it match our, our, um, you know, our goals? Does it mm-hmm. match the students' goals? Right. And then do the exact same thing with your yellow belt and orange belt. And here's what I did so that it wasn't overwhelming in our school, it takes about from, you know, a seven-year-old to start at White Belt to go to Black Belt, about four years. Mm-hmm. So w- what I did was I just took and, f- and followed a group of White Belts and kind of went through. I, I mean, I've been doing this long enough where I know a little bit what's going on. But I would interview those parents, and I told those parents what I wanted to do. So I said, look, I, I, I'm I going to be talking about your white belt experience up to yellow belt and finding out, you know, the miscommunications that happened, uh, the things that you, you liked, you didn't like, because here's what I want to do. Then I'm going to write what's going to happen for the next sets of white belts to come through here. And so I just did that with those people all the way up to black belt. And it was right. one of the best decisions that I ever decided to do because it gave me direct insight. I picked people that I felt like I could trust. There was actually, as time went on, uh, there was individuals in that group that I would make some decisions that they didn't like and they felt okay to tell me. Yeah. And you know what? That's true. Like one of my friends who um,
1: super impressive, like his school, I think he's got, like, 80 or 90 active training black belts, anywhere from first degree up to, like, eighth, seventh, eighth degree. I mean, that in itself is such an impressive thing. And and he's only been open for two years. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, he, you know, he's been, uh, he's been there for almost 37 years in his studio. So he once said to me, um, which is very insightful, he says, you don't treat a black belt any differently. He says, if you think that a black belt stops needing your push, your advice, your um, reinforcement, your uh, motivation, um, you're you're going to be very, very you know disillusioned because they need it just like a white belt does. And then I love what he does. He's always setting. He's always setting goals. He's setting his rules for the black belt. He's setting up new future dates for promotions from first degree to second degree, four years out and so on. So he communicates very well with them, and that's why they stay with him for so long, which is so, so true. So the onboarding process could also be considered onboarding for new yellow belts, like you said, onboarding for a new green belt, a new new blue belt, a new purple belt, a new brown belt. Like what do we want our brown belts to think? What should they be looking at? What should they be doing? What should they be hearing? How should you be communicating with them? And if you're not doing that, I think you're running into some snags. The great thing about our software that we're using is you can tag brown belts, right, and then have a sequence of emails that goes out to all brand-new brown belts. So you get their brown belt or their blue belt, then you tag them with blue belt automation, and that automation is like,
0: hey, blue belts, welcome to the community. You know, welcome to the group. Welcome to the tribe. Well,
1: you know, these are the things that you help. want to do.
0: I actually have it automatically done because when we promote them through the promotion system, right? It's already it, it the uh, the uh, triggers are already set, so I don't even have to tag them blue belt. It's already happening,
1: and so it's tagging when you promote them. It, it, that action creates a tag,
0: and the tag creates the automation,
1: right? Pretty powerful. That's just insane. So um, yeah, I love that capability. So that, those are all the things that we would always forget, like, oh, man, damn, I wish I would have told them this, or, damn, I wish I would have sent out those letters, right? So um, that way you have, once it's automated and the process is in, you know that through these fail-safe communication systems that are done by a computer, 99.9.9% is going to be done properly. So the minute you promote their belt, boom, now they're in that. Now they're going through that list of communication. Now they're getting this. Everyone for years will be getting the same customer service experience, right?
0: Yes. Now I will say that when you have multiple family members, that's when things get a little tricky. Right. So, um, you know, if you have two, two kids that start at the same time that are in the same class that gets a little bit tricky there is some manual labor that we have to go in and take them out of some certain automations that we don't want them to get because they're doubled if that makes sense right yeah but But you know what i do but
1: i tell people i go listen i'm going to i want to i don't want to send one message to joey and one message to jimmy so i'm going to send the message out to both of them you have two messages you can read one if you'd like i just want you to know that i'm sending it out to both of those students because Um, You know, we don't want one to feel left out, right? So if you want to show it to him, let him know that I sent one to him as well. So that kind of clarified that. I just don't want it to appear, like you said, as an automation where it's just a, you know, people call it a, you know, mass text or a mass. Like I have parents all the time. I send them a text. Hey, Dwayne, where you been? I was wondering what you got, what's going on. And they'll be like, oh, I got your mass text today. So that's not a mass text. I personally sent that to you, which I did. I hand wrote the text to them through the missing in action um, you know, maximizer. Uh but uh but anyway, long story short, you know, those are the far and few between. But we really want to make sure. So here's my suggestion. If a school owner is listening to this and this makes sense, just take a piece of paper and just say, you know, whatever you want to set out as far as what you believe a new student should be getting and write down all the info you want to give them. Right? And then if you have Spark, you could set it a lot all up on automation. If you don't make a folder and say every student gets brand new and make a checklist a new student checklist did they get the welcome booklet? did they get this did they get that did they get this and that way you're able to follow up and follow through and have some sort of checks and balance system right right so um that's the one thing uh, that i
0: suggest highly yeah and like i said um, so that things aren't overwhelming if you just do it by belt level and you follow a group all the way up the black belt. Right. You don't have to sit down and write this thing out in a weekend. You can take right. um, you can take four years to do it. I mean, you right. plan on being open for four years anyways. Um, right. Why not? Why not just do it that way? I mean, that's the way that I found that it worked best for me to do it because I wasn't going to sit down and lock myself in a room for a weekend. I got too much other stuff going on. So if I would, yeah, if I could just devote, you know, uh, a day to collect all the information and then, you know, maybe two or three days to fit, complete it. You know what I mean? And you know what? I, I call You call it chunking down. I call it time slicing. I think people hear these calls and they
1: might be like, oh, my God, that's like a lifetime of work that Dwayne and Ali are talking about. I, I get it. When you think of everything in, like, this big overall bubble, it becomes mentally overwhelming and it's analysis paralysis. So, so let's just say you like one thing that we're saying, just do one of those things, put that in a goal sheet, um, work on getting it done, and then complete it. And if it takes you a week or two, now that's done. Now move on to the next task. But don't get overrun by analysis paralysis, by, um, you know, uh, don't overwhelm yourself with the thought of all these things, and that means you're frozen in indecision. Just take one piece and do it one little piece at a time i mean that's why you and i can produce a lot of material and get it done because you and i are used to working that way you know like uh, listen i'm going to do this and i'm going to set it up and i'm going to make 20 emails and then now i have that system done and running done off my plate and that's done now forever right because it's unless well, i want to update
0: yeah that's the other thing i'm glad you brought that up because that's the other thing you want to take in consideration when you're creating these things is not don't create it to solve the problem right now uh um, right. or th- to be a band-aid right now. When you are doing this onboarding process, I'm not saying that you'll never go back and update things because if something we, changes, you. you definitely will. But yeah. um have a a long-term view when you are creating it. It's kind of like I've asked my employees before. So, uh, Mr. Kent, I asked him one time for a solution to a problem that was happening. I just wanted to see where he was at. And he came up with a great solution. Right. But it was more like a band-aid because it right. wasn't going to fix, fix the, uh, the potential of it being a problem in the future for other students. And right. so I just said, you know, look, I said, I, I agree with your solution. If we're only looking at it from this perspective, I said, but I need you to now look at it from this perspective, this longevity, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, and he said, yeah, wow, yeah. yeah, I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. And, and so I would just right. encourage the, um, the studio owners to, when they are creating this system, to look at it with the future in mind and not just that you know, what happens from this belt to this belt, because it all needs to be congruent. It all needs to uh, have your brand as a theme, your philosophy as a theme, the rules that are inside of your studio as a theme, you know, it all right. needs to coincide. So you got to have a, a very, uh, it's a, it's very focused, but with all of those things in mind as you're creating it.
1: Yeah, you know, that's, that's ingenious. And it's so true. I mean, when you think about it, it's like you're, you're using the Michael Gerber e-myth kind of mentality where like you could bake the pies every day and you know the recipe and you know how to do it. You're the best pie cook in the, in the chef in the restaurant. However, if you ever want a day off, what do they just say? Hey, I'm off on Thursdays. So Don't come in for pie. Or do they go, um, you know, get a, you know, crappy piece of pie and never come back? or you learn how to systemize and make your recipes and make your systems so that people can follow them. Well, the good news is if you put those systems in place, they might be a lot of work now, but it's going to be a lot less work in the future and um, and you're going to be so organized. I mean, I used to have people all the time say to me when I had employees and, um, you know, Dwayne, you just signed up my school. Let me give you the welcome to the family packet quickly. I'll go over it with you and put it in the envelope and here you go. And then, um, you, know, you, you know, a week or two later I said, Mrs if you have to have that uniform. she's well, I didn't know we had to wear a uniform. I go, did you get the welcome to the family package? You're like, no, we never got one of those. So the employee was the flaw. They made a mistake and they never gave it out. Now I'm assuming they're, they're understanding what I'm saying when I'm you know, talking to them, but they're not. So now we, we have it digitized where everyone gets it. The only flaw is that they don't read it and put the effort forward. Right. But then we have, that's why we have emails and we have text message communications like, hey, I just sent you an email. I sent him a text. I just sent you an email. Did you read it? No, I never got it. Believe it or not, it's so shocking at how many people, like I had a person give open. me their phone number. Yeah, they, they they. I had a person give me their phone number the other day, and it was the wrong, they wrote the wrong number. So when I emailed them, I'm like, I've been texting you. Did you get my text? They're like, no. I said, well, what's your phone number? And they said the phone number. And I'm like, you actually wrote a 5-2 instead of a 7-2. They're like, oh, get out of here. That's the weirdest like you know and then they gave you their number now i'm texting them and them. so it's like communication yep. and this is where the better we become at it the better we are and the better it is for us because we have people right. that are totally on board.
0: yeah so when you're creating this you want to think about you know the the problems that often happen and how you can not only solve them but how can you prevent them from happening in the first place it's kind of yes. like it reminds me of with the texting service through Spark. Uh, do you ever use the uh, – I'm sure you have, right? You you've, you have saved replies. Yes, that's the greatest thing ever. Right. So when right? you have a question that's being asked over and over and over again, you can create – in Spark, you can create a text message saved reply and title right. it what it is. And so, yeah. we, like, we have one that's about, uh, you know, scheduling their private lessons. So we'll get people to text us they're not on the app or they don't want to have the app or whatever it is. They just want to set up a private lesson. So we have one that says, Hey, you know, we certainly can schedule a private lesson over the phone uh, or you can use this link. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, I think it says like, uh, you know, our number it gives us our number or you can use this link. Right. And a lot of people will just click on the link and then set their own lesson. Yeah. 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 So, That's awesome. but, but those are that's what I'm talking about, thinking about how you can create something that will uh, solve the problem in the future and not just solve the problem right now.
1: And, and I love to save replies, too, because I can have four different varieties. So if I'm sending a person a message and they're a new trial, you know, hey, Sheen Alley here. I just wanted to touch base and see how you're doing. The next one, hey, Sheen Alley here. Sorry to bother you again, but I just wanted to see how classes are going. Are you enjoying it? And then so, like when I go in and I see new students or trial classes, I just hit select SMS and boom, select, you know, save reply. And I can burn through them, stuff that would have taken me way longer because I'm actually typing it. Um, it's just that, uh, you know, it just makes our lives that
0: much easier. That's what I do love about Spark. I hate to keep
1: talking about it because, but I do love the software.
0: Well, but um, but we're um, we're running our business on it. We're running everything on it. So we we cannot not talk about it. The principles that we're talking about with with regards to onboarding new clients are they're old school. Like I learned 18 years ago from. Yeah, but uh uh 18 years ago, whatever it was when I had you know uh, Grandmaster Hafner as a coach, he called it the path. You know the path from inquiry right. to to new student, and the right. path from new student to black belt. Um, right. You're right. It maybe it, but it was old school. It was a physical letter. It was physical phone calls. Um, yeah, you do some emails, but nothing like you do today. Uh, and now with with the ability that Spark allows us, it offers us a, so much more freedom. We cannot help but talk about it. I think we would do our uh, listeners a disservice if we, if we didn't talk about it, we don't get any kickbacks or any, uh, uh, you yeah. know, um, commission. They don't pay commission. Like they don't do affiliate programs. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, although, although I, me too, because uh, we recommended and so many people from our show has gone on to spark and I see it all the time. I see someone like a new spark and just joined and I can see it. They're part of our group. But, um, Anyway, I think what I meant was it's not old school. It is old school. They've been doing these methods for a long time. However, because it was so arduous of a task to get those things done because there's a lot of, you know, a lot of manual labor, now um, people wouldn't do it, right? They're like, hey, did you do your wee mission calls? No, nah, I've been exhausted. You know, I wasn't feeling it. You know, but now it's like, no, it does it on its own. It's, man- it's automatic. It, it, you know, if they're not there for seven days or you set whatever – it sends them a letter, that kind of thing.
0: So, and by the way, yep. that's
1: one thing that I went in, and I just recently changed all my, my letters for We Miss because people are like, they see the same letter. If they keep missing a few weeks in a row, they're like, oh, I know that one. It's an automation. I don't have to respond to it. So I just went in and changed all my letters around. That's yeah, so idea. cool. I mean, yeah, this is a good call. I, I mean, um, I love that we not only went into what a new student gets this year, what well, we should be communicating with them. But we also went one step further, which has given me a little bit of food for thought, is that um, we talked about n- not onboarding necessarily, but communication with, let's say, your yellow belts, your green belts, your blue belts. Like, what, what do you want them to think like? What do you want them to be? Because, look, they, maybe they joined Johnny up when he was four, and now he's seven, and he had no confidence at four and he's uncoordinated. Now he's like a super smart, intelligent, athletic kid. The goals change. And so now he's a blue belt. How do blue belts think? How do purple belts think? How do brown belts think? How does a black belt think? You know, what do we do with our leadership team? Do we communicate with them differently? You know, what are we doing to continually get people to really understand what we're all about? And um, I'm always yeah. pushing that traditional side of my martial arts. Like That's I want people to know that I'm a traditional school. I don't want anyone to think of me like any other MMA, BJJ, any of those schools. I want them to think, no, if it's traditional martial arts, we're going to Shian Ali Abrego, training in Japan, yada, yada, yada. um, This is what he does. Like, I
0: want to be known as
1: that guy, and that's through communication.
0: Yes. Think about this, too. Um, Everybody, and we've talked about this. We we should have our slogan, right? Um, Right. So – you know, your slogan is, uh, uh, it's not just kicking and punching, it's what and beyond? It's the martial arts. It's the of martial arts beyond, <laughs> yeah. Right. Ours is a leadership, uh, leadership training from day one. Right. Okay. That's cool. what ours is. I like that. So, so then what I would, uh, throw out there to everybody is that, um, maybe not necessarily, and maybe this will help you craft your experience so n- not necessarily has to be at each belt level but we have beginners class beginners class is three belt levels intermediate right. is four advanced is four and junior black belt is four so right. with regards with regards to you know uh, our slogan leadership training from day one then go back and look at your beginners class what slogan can the beginner's class have that coincides with that? Right. That moves them to the intermediate class that coincides right. still with, with your slogan all the way up to black belt and then even a black belt slogan. I don't want to throw right. anything out with regards to specifically what we do, um, only because I think it would be important for the studio owners themselves to – Go through that creative process themselves. Right. Um, right. When I, when I have been given everything, not only did I not always appreciate all of it, but it did right. give me a, a broader perspective or a deeper understanding for things. And right. when I've had to work hard to do those things, they have meant more to me. I've not forgotten them. Um, so I just throw that idea out. You have your, you have your slogan, but if you could have mm-hmm. your beginner level classes have their own slogan, and so on and so forth, that all point back to the other slogan.
1: Right. Because then,
0: you know, um, if you think about it, you've got that's your that's your battle cry for that that class level. Right. So that's what exactly. That's what's going kind of push you through. You know, uh, if you think about yeah. the, the the saying a a black belt is a white belt that never quit. Right. That could be that could be your beginner slogan. Yeah, to encourage yep. your beginners, and then yep. moving on up from there. So just an idea when you're crafting this experience. Just some other ideas to throw on top of that experience to really get, um, get the buy-in. So you, you think about. Real quickly, you think about—we've uh, talked about him before, but um, uh, Kenny Bigby with with Dragonfly Martial Arts. You know, we yeah. came up with a slogan for his, um, and it's it, and and he's a former Navy SEAL, so be elite. Yeah, right. It's real simple, but he he's indoctrinated everything in that language, so it's it, there's. Uh, th- the overall is the elite. Well, what's incorporated with that? You train elite. You right. eat el- elite. You, I mean, there's just so many other that point to that. Even, even with regards to when he does his stripe testing, it's called yeah. an elite assessment. Right. I like it. You, you see where I'm going with that. So, and it totally. took us, a, a, it took us a long time, and I say a long time, I, I don't know how many months, but to painstakingly go through conversation and then words back and forth to find these words that would generate a specific emotion that we're looking for it, at his school in those levels, yada, yada, yada.
1: Well, so you wanna, you wanna create this tribal kind of mentality, right? The tribal mentality where people feel like they're a part of something bigger. Right. And that way that that's important if you're if you're not doing that. You're not you're not creating this little niche around your little kids class and your your bigger kids class and your teen class and your adult class. And you're not creating that niche that people don't buy into things. It's almost like they could be a part of a football team and they're not actually on the team, but they feel like they're a part of that team. I mean they'll get into a fight over it, right? they they're going to paint themselves red, yellow, and blue, and have this weird hat made out of cheese, and they'll be out in zero-degree weather with no shirt on, chanting for their team. Like, what creates that buy-in? That buy-in is created by well, education, you know, communication, and so on.
0: Yeah, I was going to say this is this is a, uh, a a great example on the wrong side of the fence. And here's what I mean: Hitler said that you know you 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 give me the textbooks and I'll own the youth. And what he okay. was talking about was if I can if I can use the language to basically indoctrinate them, I'm gonna own them. And the person right. that owns the language actually owns the conversation. So if you think about this, I don't want to get in debate over this, but you have conservatives, right? And you have um, progressives. Think about the word progressive. Who doesn't wanna be progressive? When you own that word you sound like the one that is fresh and new and hip and conservative sounds old and rigid and right. Yeah. Yeah. So when you, when you own the language and that's what we did in his, with his school is we wanted to create a language that was positive, that was motivating, but that was only his. Now, can somebody come in and steal that language? Sure. But, it permeates his whole place, and right. so I'm just saying that with regards to your school, if you can own the language, if people are speaking Tristar Martial Arts Academy knees, <laughs> yeah. they are part of that tribe. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And part of that, yeah. part of that is done or um, organically in most traditional schools with regards to. If it's a, you know, like Taekwondo. Taekwondo has its own brand, has a Korean language. Everybody's learning the Korean that goes along with it, yada, yada, yada. That's that's part of it. That helps to indoctrinate them partly. And when I use the word indoctrination, I'm not using it in a bad way. Um, Right. right. But I don't know that it should stop there. Does that make sense? Definitely, without
1: a doubt. I mean, um... okay. It it shouldn't. I mean, it totally makes sense. And I I know we're kind of running out of time, but um, that's why I said this is a two, three topic, you know, three call kind of thing. Because if people listen to this, they're going to hear, if they're really listening deeply, they're going to find that this is like a a little, literally like a bulletproof, you know, uh, like diagram for total success. Um, And you're building a brand. Like one of my employees, uh, he had said to me a while back, like, you know, wow, I realized, like, when you put this together, you know, the, the curriculum ties into the weaponry, and the weaponry ties into the seminars, and then this ties into that, and then once they move up, they're learning this, and they're learning that. He goes, you really did a good job of putting this together, and I was like, well, well thank you, um, but, uh, you know, yeah, you have no idea, right, how long and how much time and effort it took to make this happen, right, and that's super important.
0: Right. Yeah, but, so, yeah, and, 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 and it will eventually, uh, some things will change. You got to change. I get all that. But if you look at Amazon, right. Amazon did not start out to be what it is today, back in the day when it was just selling books. Right. right? Exactly. The, there, I don't know how he came up with the name Amazon, but, um, but he did. And then somebody goes, oh, we can make this little smile that has an arrow that goes from A to Z. What does that mean? Well, you're happy shopping with us because we have everything from A to Z, right? Right. I mean, that's, that's what that Amazon little smile with the arrow is. It's, it's talking about, and if you look at it, the start of the arrow is underneath the A, and the last of the arrow with the, you know, the smile ends up right. Z because they have everything from A to Z. But that's not what yeah. it started out to be.
1: No. No, Exactly. And, yeah, listen, evolution is everything. You know, you may you may start getting such a great understanding of what's going on, and you start developing this going, like, wow, this is, like, the magic sauce. Like, people are – it's starting to tie into every aspect of your business. Like, we talked about that spider web effect, you know, so many different webs woven on top of each other, one web, and, and like, that spider crawls out to the side or the center and he's able to manipulate the entire web so a fly hits the web and he's able to shake the web with his, paw, his legs or and it, he was able to wrap that fly in, in the web to come back and get him later. Um, you know, the web that you weave should be reaching out to all aspects. And I think that's a big, widely missed um, thing where people don't have retail tied into their curriculum. They don't have shirts and clothing and apparel tied into their systems. They don't have upgrade programs. They don't have special events. All of these things, it's endless. But, again, if you don't have those things, people get bored, especially in this day and age. They get bored. You need to keep keeping it fresh, injecting things into what you do, or else they're going to be like, yeah, I've been there. It's boring. You know, like, how do we keep them active and engaged? Again, it's all about that communication.
0: Right. And I will say the more complicated you make your product, the harder it becomes to um, relay that product to the, the, your, your clients. And so right. as you are making your product more and more complicated, you do have to go back and look at how you are communicating that product to your clients so that they understand the depth of that product it's not like right. you're saying it's not just kicking and punching it's the martial arts yeah. and beyond what does that mean yeah it's not just, you know for me it's leadership training from day one you know what does right. that really mean you know right. uh, leadership obviously has discipline and respect and focus and goal setting and yada 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 so but those have to be explained and the more complicated your product the harder it is to um streamline what you are trying to say to the end user so that they can, they can get it in the least amount of sentences possible.
1: Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Well, listen, we're over time already. Great call. And um, I would almost say we could do another one, but we won't. Um, but uh, I also have a few guests that I'm working on uh, to try to get them to come on board and do some interviews with us as well. And uh, yeah, so so uh, that's something for the near future. But Dwayne, I appreciate your time always. Uh, another great call, I think, and I hope the listeners really love it and uh, and get you know they get something out of it.